Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Well, we are live, praise the Lord. How are you doing today? I am Jeremiah Smith, and I'm so glad to get to be with you. And I hope that you're ready for a wonderful, wonderful time in God's Word, praise the Lord. Are you ready for that? Could you handle a little bit more of God's Word in this end time that we're living in? I believe that we can all handle a little bit more, and I believe that it'll be a blessing to your life today if you let God's Word do that for you. You know, God can help you right there where you're at. I don't know what you're dealing with today, what challenges you're facing today. You know, God can help you right there where you're at you know it doesn't matter what it is doesn't matter how big it is or how big the challenge may look to you God can help you with that challenge if you'll just give it to him today you know you know the Bible says casting all of our cares upon him because he cares for us are you doing that today are you casting your cares upon him because he cares for you you know we like to carry our cares if we're not careful we like to carry them day and night and keep them as long as we can put them under our pillow you know but we need to give those cares to him you know and you know it's important that you're casting them on him you know taking the time and giving them to him in prayer and worship and giving that giving those cares to him you know by faith giving them to him you know you know you can't carry your all the troubles and stresses of this life you have to give them to him you know and so take the time and cast them upon him all the time let him carry that he's a big god he can carry all your challenges and everybody's around the world he's a big god and he can help you right there where you're at today if you'll give it to him you know don't hold on to it just give it to him cast it to him i, I remember listening to this instructor when i was at rama matter of fact it was the pastor's uh wife uh, lynette hagan and she was talking in a class about how she did this you know she would she would physically write out all of her cares and then she'd crumble them up into paper and then cast them you know and you kind of have to picture that mentally, you know, hey, I'm going to cast it, you know, to him. I'm going I'm to get it all down, get it all out, and then cast it to him, praise the Lord, you know. Because he can carry it, you know. Maybe you're carrying more than you should be carrying. But, you know, physically you have to be careful about that. Mentally you have to be careful about that. But you need to give it to him. Now, I'm not saying that you don't, you know, take care of the things you need to take care of, you know. But cast them on him the best that you can on a daily basis so he can give you the grace and you know you're not caring so much that God can, can't help you in your circumstances today, you know. You know, I don't believe that you tuned in by accident today. I don't believe that you just happened to turn this on. You know, I believe the Holy Spirit's drawing you in here today. And the precious Holy Spirit's going to help you today with your, care, your cares and the stress that you've been dealing with today. If you'll give them to Him, I believe that He'll be a blessing to your life today. Let the Holy Spirit come right there where you're at on your motorcycle, there in your couch. Uh, right there, you know, with your family, you know, let the Holy Spirit, the precious Holy Spirit, remove that bird and yoke and help you right there where you're at today. He says, if I be lifted up, I draw all men unto me. And I believe that since we're lifting up Jesus here, I believe that he's going to help you right there in your circumstances and help you to fulfill the purpose that he has for your life today. You know, we can't do this thing on our own. We need him. We need his grace and his power. You know, that's what separates us from all those people that worship different gods and different things with the lower G, by the way, uh, different gods, because there's only one God, and that's the God, the Father, uh, through Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, I'm talking about the almighty God, you know, and he's the one that we cast our cares upon, and, and he's able to help you today. You know, you don't have to live this life alone. He walks with you, talks with you. He's there to be your friend today and help you in the circumstances that you're facing today. Praise the Lord. Well, 
Well, we uh, we are live. We try to be live every Sunday at 4 p.m. Central Time. We might be a little bit late there, but we try to be right about 4 p.m. Central Time. And uh, if you want to, you can follow us on the live services. They'll pop up on your phone as soon as I'm up there. You know, I'm live right now on Podbean. And of course, you know, you can watch the YouTube video if you like. We stream that and uh, we record it. We put it up about 9 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time. So yeah, these are all Central Standard Time. So you want to figure them into your time there, wherever you're at today. And let the, the Holy Spirit help you to uh, attend these services. Let God help you to attend these services. He'll give you the grace to do it. And I believe he'll help you. Well, you know, you can catch us live at those times on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central Time. We try to have live services. If not, we put up a teaching. And uh, you can go to jeremiasmithministries.podbeam and listen to those teachings or listen to the, the services as we pre-record those too. Uh, the live services like on the uh, Wednesday nights, they'll be at 6 p.m. Central Time. We hope to pick that back up pretty soon. We've been having some teaching lately, uh, but we hope to pick that up really soon here so that we can have the live services on 6 p.m. Central Time. Now, if you want to, you can listen to the re broadcast on Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, Listen Notes, Podbeam, TuneIn off Alexia, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Deezer. You can listen to us on Pandora, Amazon Music, Verbal, iVox, Audio Junkie, Podchaser, Player FM, and Samsung. Of course, we're on Boomplay. You can check out Boomplay if you'd like. And there's some others there. You can go to the website at jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com. If I said that enough there, jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com. And uh, you know, you can find out more about me. Uh, you can see all the previous messages that we have there. That's our home. And uh, there's nearly, I believe, something close to 300 messages there, including coffee confessions. And uh, we plan to put up another coffee confessions for, for you tomorrow. And uh, the coffee confessions, what that is, we just come along and confess God's word and speak the things that we need to be speaking for our week and our daily life. And you say, well, why is that important? Why should I do confessions? Well, you're speaking things that you need to be speaking into existence. You're calling those things that be not as though they were, you know. You know, you do that anyway. Did you know that? You know, some people speak negative stuff all day. They say, well, they're a loser and they stink and, oh man, I hate getting up in the morning, you know, or you could get up in the morning and go, this is going to be a good day. I can do all things through Christ today. Uh, I can always triumph through Christ Jesus. This is a blessing day. That's my wife's favorite. You know, every day is a blessing day. You know, you can speak good things daily and, you know, you're going to get results. Isn't that right? According to the word, we get results, you know. He says that we overcome by the our testimony and it has to do with our confession, you know. So it's important that you're speaking the right things on a daily basis, you know, overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. What words are you speaking? Is that why you're not overcoming? Well, you want to make sure that you're speaking good things and coffee confessions will help you to do that. And I believe that it'll be a blessing to your life. Amen. Well, you know, check that out. We'll put out a new one. We have nearly a hundred of them now. You know, you can go back and listen to if you uh, if you want to listen to one right now, you can listen to last week's if you'd like. But we plan to have a new one for you on Monday. You know, if you'd like to give, there's no pressure to give. Our resources are free. You can go to jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com and just throw that in there, podcom.com again there. And uh, you can listen to our messages and download them free. And I believe that there'll be an encouragement and help you to grow spiritually. But uh, all of our all of our teachings free. We try to make everything free and available to you. And so you can take advantage of that on uh at Podbean for sure. I know you can download them. You can listen live. You can stream them at all those other places if you like. But uh, I don't believe every one of them have all the messages. So all the messages you can listen to at jeremiasmithministries.podbean.com. And of course, you can download the uh, 
uh, Podbeam app, and they're easier to scroll through there. You know, just literally all the lists of them there you can go through. So you feel free to do that. My favorite's Audible. I like Audible. You, we're on Audible, and uh, you can go check us out on Audible. But Audible's kind of neat because they have lots of Christian books on there, and uh, you can check out Christian books on Audible, but you also can catch our podcast on there. So that's pretty neat if you want to check that out. And if you'd like to give, like I said, there's no pressure to give. Everything's free. But uh, you can go to uh, the um, Patreon page if you'd like. You can go to jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com hit the giving tab and you can join us there and giving if you'd like to you know if you give the bible says it could be given back to you good measure pressed down shaken together running over could you stand a blessing well you don't want to make sure that you're giving you know i mean if you're not have if you don't have good things coming to your life which jesus paid for then you need to be checking up on what's going on. You know, what's going on to make things not produce in your life? You know, God wants good things in your life and he wants to produce some good things in your life. Well, you know, where are you sowing? What are you putting your seed into? What soil are you putting your, your seed into? Are you making sure that you're sowing? You know, some people don't even sow. And you want to make sure that you're sowing all the time so you can reap the harvest that God wants you to have in your life. Praise the Lord. So we're going to get into our message. Grab your Bible, get your tablet, get your phone, get your stuff. So we want to look at some of the scripture here. Get yourself we ready. We're going to have a good time. I think it's and important that we look at this. You got your Second Timothy, the third you got your tablet. chapter. If you got your Bible, got your tablet there. Let's go to Second Timothy, the third chapter. I'm going to get a drink here. Second Timothy, the third chapter. And uh, it's interesting what it says there. We're talking, of course, about the last days. You know, we're about to get in our faith message. We're going to talk about faith today. But the uh, it's interesting about the last days. What are we looking at? What kind of things are we supposed to see in the last days? And, uh, you know, before Jesus comes and meets, the, meets us in the air, you know, the dead in Christ will rise first. And then we'll, we'll be raptured out of here to meet the Lord in the air after them. But uh, it's some, there's some things within that season that are important to be looking at. And if you look at 2 Timothy, the third chapter, it says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Do that sound like right now some perilous times are coming? You know, listen to some of the things that you should see in the last days. It talks about, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. Do you think we have that going on today? My, my son was pointing out, you know, we've got TikTok, you know, and people looking and they're all into themselves and what they're doing. But, you know, people really love themselves today. It's very interesting. But we're talking about the end times, some things we should be looking at. And I want, I'd like to try to hit on a few things each week before we start our messages about the end times. Because I believe we're so close uh, to that great appearing of the Lord in the sky. And so it's important that we look at them. And the Bible says we're supposed to be looking for him and looking for him coming. Let's look at what it says. The covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy wow without natural affection do we see that today it says truce breakers false accusers incontent wow that's a big one right there i'd like to do a whole message on just being incontent you know we should be content as christians right we're supposed to be the most content people in the world fierce despisers of those that are good boy we can see some of that in the world today traitors Heedy, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. That's in Second uh, Timothy, the third chapter. And you might look over those things and you could really see that we are getting close. Amen. You know, I believe that the, the Adam's lease, you say, what is that? Well, we can go over that, but it's, it's a time period when Adam 
when uh, when he was put on the planet, God put a time period there, all the way to the time that you know he's that Jesus is going to come back and meet us in the air. It's it's interesting though, but that time period, I believe we're getting close to that lease being up on the planet, much like a house lease. Well, you might have a year lease, a two-year lease. Well, Adam had a lease for a certain amount of time. And you even know that the demons even understand that there's a lease on the planet. You know, Jesus would come to them and they would say, well, it's, it's, not, it's not time for you to do what you're doing to us, you know. It's because they understood there was a time. And uh, it's important to understand that that lease is about to be up and we're going to meet the Lord in the air. So we should be watching, you know. And being ready for that time to be up and and I believe it's it's getting very soon praise the Lord so you know you might look that over in second Timothy the third chapter there if you if you're interested in end time events and we'll try to hit a few more things as we go along uh, in the next few weeks but let's go ahead and get into this here we're going to be talking about faith foundations a little bit here second Corinthians the fifth chapter the seventh verse let's pray that's where we're going to start let's pray father we just thank you father for your goodness we thank you father for your mercy you've been so good to us father and Father, we just ask that your Holy Spirit be our teacher today, be our help, be our standby in everything that we do. And we just ask that we welcome you, Holy Spirit, to guide and direct us in everything that we do today. And we just ask that you think through my mind. And we just ask today that you help everybody to get what they need today by your precious Holy Spirit, Father. None of me, all of you. And Father, helping everybody to leave with what they need today, Father. We just ask that you flood me with light. Flood us all with light. Help us to see some things that we've never seen before today and help that one that needs to be healed today, that one that's needing to get something from you or that one that's needing to learn how to use their faith, be taught some things they've never seen before today. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. And we give you all the praise and all the glory and thank you in advance for it. And before we go, we always like to minister to you. Thank you for taking care of our families. Thank you for being so good to us, Father, providing for us, Father. Keeping us on the right pathway. Somebody's off the pathway. Help them to get back on that pathway today, Father. Thank you for keeping us on our pathways, Father, like a good shepherd does. And Father, we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Let's go ahead and get into this. 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, the seventh verse. What does it say? It says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Wow, that's powerful to think about, right? So everything you're seeing... You know, we're, we're not going by that. We're going by our faith. Isn't that correct? When we're talking about faith, we're not talking about well, all the stuff that we see, what you crank up on the news and all those things. And, you know, you can be, you can be, some people are so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good, you know, so you want to, you do want to understand what's going on in the world and take care of your family and take care of people around you. But, you know, you're supposed to be a person that's heavenly minded all the time. You know, we're supposed to be living by faith, not by what we see all the time. So we walk by faith and not by sight. Hebrews, the 10th chapter, the 38th verse is now the just shall live. How do they live? They live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul hath no pleasure in him. You know, it pleases God when you walk by faith. It pleases him when you live by what he's saying and not what the world's saying. It pleases him when you live by his word and not by what the world's saying, right? The, the words are actually pretty opposite of what the world's saying. He, he says to love people when you don't even like them. <laughs> he says to love your neighbor. He says for us to live in this world a totally different way, you know, live and stir up the gift of God, living in peace, living in joy. It's opposite of what the world is. You know, a lot of them are living in panic and fear and stress. 
you know, but it's a whole different life to walk by faith, right? And to live by faith. So the, now the just live by faith. We live daily by faith. We get up in the morning, we live by faith. When we go to bed on our pillow at night, we go to, we go to, we sleep on the pillow on faith, right? Putting the scriptures in you when you go to bed, you know. You know, Joshua, he told him, he said, meditate day and night, didn't he? And Joshua was trying to get this wall to come down. You know, he's going to have to meditate day and night. Maybe today you've got some walls that you need to fall down and some challenges that you're facing. Well, Joshua did that. And he, he had to be a person that was a, a person that lived by faith. He had to live daily and nightly on the word of God, knowing God's going to help him overcome. And he's responsible for other folks today. You know, he was responsible for, for different people at that time. And maybe you're responsible for other people, too. And it's important that they see you living your life by faith every day, living your life, getting up, living by faith every day, you know, trusting the Lord in all of his might. Amen. He's going to help you through every circumstance if you're living by faith on a daily basis. Praise the Lord. He says, so the just, who's the just? That's us. We live by faith, right? And so it pleases him. No man draw back, but he has no pleasure in him. If he draws back, he, he takes pleasure in those who get up every day and they live their life in faith you know we want to live our life in faith every day it gives god pleasure to see you living he likes people that have faith people that are willing to go out and you know just do what he tells them to do and trust him that's what i like about abraham abraham was a person who just did it when he was told to do it you know and you know you look at mighty people in the bible that god used you know it's amazing how they just did it when he told them to do it. look at noah you know noah he said just go in the ark <laughs> build the ark you know, and that's op he was doing opposite of the world. I don't think a whole lot of people were building a whole lot of big boats at that time. You know, he's building this massive boat. They believe we were looking in the news the other day and they're talking about how they may have even found the, the ruins or the area where Noah's Ark was, you know. And it's interesting. You think about how big that boat and how much work he w went into that, you know. And, and everybody around him was probably doing something else. You know, they were focused on all kinds of other stuff, but he, he's focused on what God told him to do. You know, what's God telling you to do? It may not be exactly what the world's telling you to do. It may not be exactly in line with which way the world's going, but what's he telling you to do? You know, what, what is, and it's important now, you were, you're here for such a time as this, what is he telling you to do? And it may be very, very important. You know, you say, well, Jeremiah, you don't know much about that. Well, I'm doing this, what I'm doing right now, I'm doing a podcast and I don't know that everybody's doing it the way I do it, you know, and you may want to do something different the way the world does it. But, you know, God may want you to do it. You, you're the only one that may be able to reach a certain person. You're the only one that may be able to help a certain person in the situation that they're in. And it's important that you're willing to be obedient to do what God's called you to do. It's going to affect you. It's going to affect the people around you, the family that you're in. It's going to affect the friends that you have. It's going to affect the people that you have any kind of relationship with. And others, as you step out and do what God's called you to do so we're supposed to live by faith hebrews eleven six says but without faith it's impossible to please him you know and if you're not a person that's willing to have faith on a regular basis now that means we say well we're talking about faith well you know if you're if you believe that you're supposed to walk in love in every day walk in love every day and you don't do it then you're not living by faith right if you believe that you're supposed to get up every morning and read your Bible every day, well, you're not living by faith if you're not doing that, you know? We're supposed to be walking by faith every day for what, you know, if you're supposed to 
love the person that you don't like, a coworker at work, and you don't want to do it, you know, well, you're not living by your faith. The Bible says that we're supposed to love our enemies, right? And so you want to live by faith in every area of your life then use your faith in every area. And it doesn't please God. You want to please God with your life, you know? And then if you can do it in the little things, what about the big things? You know, if he asks you to do some kind of project or step out and move somewhere or be a pastor of a church, start a business, you know, he can trust you. And he likes when you have faith and you trust him in his word and trust him to do what he's called you to do. It makes him happy. It puts a smile on his face. You can't please him unless you use your faith on a regular basis. I like to please him. I don't know about you. I want to please the Father. He's been so good to me. I want to please him in everything that I do. Now, you're not going to be perfect. I wish that I could say I was perfect every day and at night and every hour, you know, but we're, we're striving to please him using our faith on a daily basis. So we walk by it. We live by it. We please God by it and we receive from God by it. Notice there in Hebrews eleven six, 6, it says, it says that for he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Do you, what do you believe he is? Do you believe he's your everything? He's your source for everything. He's your source for your peace. He's your healer today. He's your peace giver today. He's your joy giver today. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. It's peace that passes all understanding. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff I like. The peace that passes all understanding. <laughs> that's a peace that's not like the world's peace. You know, you can stroke rocks and stones all you want to, but it's never going to be like the peace that passes all under. You can't even understand how good this peace is. It's such a good peace. It's peace that passes all understanding. Praise the Lord. You think about that today. You know, he's your source for your finances. He's your source for your joy, your peace. He's your healer. If you need healing today, he's your everything that's who he is. Amen. He, you must believe that he is your everything and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Think about that today. If you don't believe he's a rewarder, why are you even trying? <laughs> why are you even coming to him? You know, aren't you glad that he said though, seek me and you shall find me, right? And he says, draw nigh unto me and I'll draw nigh unto you. Aren't you glad about that today? Well, you know, you got to believe that he's going to reward you. Isn't it crazy how people don't believe he's a rewarder? And there's so many scriptures in the Bible about him being a rewarder. Matter of fact, he says you have not because you ask not. He wants to give it to you just if you ask, praise the Lord. He's a rewarder. The Bible says in the seventh and the book of Revelations to all the churches, there's just a massive list of rewards he wants to give to those who just overcome. Think about that today. He's a rewarder. He rewards you. He's a good rewarding God. And he wants, he has incentives. Amen. He has incentives for serving him. He, he wants to reward you and bless you in your life. Now, I know I just I probably put a frown on somebody's face just because I said he's a, he gives incentives. Believe me, he knows how to give you the best incentives. He knows that he gives every good and perfect gift comes from above. He gives you the best incentives to serve him. You know, he gives you the best wife you ever had. He'll give you the best husband you ever had. He'll give you the best kids you could ask for. Hey, he's a good, good God. He'll take care of you and he's faithful. He's a good, good father. Praise the Lord. So we want to talk more about faith today. We'll talk a little bit about more about release or how faith comes. I'm sorry. We'll be talking about how faith comes today. 
What is faith, we said? Well, our definition of faith, we said, is a firm persuasion. It's a belief. It's a conviction based on the word of God. That's what faith is. And if you look it up in the Vines Concordance, and we're going to go ahead and get into that a little bit today. Matthew, the ninth chapter, the 26th verse, it says it like this. It says, in the fame hereof went abroad into all the land. Talk about Jesus. And you talk about a famous person. It says fame hereof went abroad into all the land. He, Jesus is still famous today. Aren't you glad he's still famous today? And after all this time, he's still famous today. Who, I think if you were going down on an airplane right now, you who would you call to? I don't think you would call to Muhammad. I don't think you would call to Buddha. But you, everybody knows Jesus is still alive. You would call to Jesus, right? And he's the one you would call because his fame has went all, all around, right? And these people have been hearing about Jesus. He said, and when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him crying, saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. <laughs> They've been hearing about him and how good he is, right? Have you ever heard about him? and how good he is. He's, he's too good to put into words, right? They heard about him. They heard about how good he was going around and helping people. He's so good doing things that never been done on this planet before. <laughs> I'm talking about Jesus. He's done stuff on this planet that's never been done before. No one can equal him or come close because of his wonderful, wonderful majesty and power, praise the Lord. Let's look at the uh, 28th verses. When he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus saith unto him, Believe ye that I'm able to do this? You know, and maybe today he's asking you in your circumstance, you know, believe ye that I'm able to do this? Why would he ask you such a question? Why would you ask such an absurd question, you know? Well, because he's met, he's checking out, checking up on their faith. You know, if you don't believe that he's able to do this, why would he even pray for you? You know, why would he, why would he take the time? You know, there's men of God, you know, prayed for people, you know, I've listened to different ministers, you know, and they'd be in the healing line and they'll ask them, you know, Hey, where are you at? You know, basically with your faith, you believe that you're going to get healed today. And if they say no, they wouldn't have them step out of the line. <laughs> why? Because they weren't in position to receive. You know, and it doesn't take a lot to have faith. It doesn't take a lot to be ready. But, you know, you have to be ready if you're going to go get prayed for for healing. You know, he's asking them before they even get started. He says, well, do you believe I'm able to do this? Well, thank goodness they've been hearing abroad about how good he is and all the miracles he was doing and all the healing he was doing. Hey, man, and they believed that he was able to do this. Let's look at this real quick here. He says, believe you that I'm able to do this. And they said unto him, yay, Lord. They were saying, yes, Lord, we believe that you're able to do this. You know, it's, that's why your testimony is so important. You know, other people need to hear about your testimony. It's so important for other people to have faith, you know. They see people getting healed and Jesus praying for them. And, and then they see the miracles happen in these people's life and them talking about it. They heard some things. Are you telling people testimonies about how good he is? How are they going to ever hear about him if you don't give any testimonies about how good he's been to you? Praise the Lord. Maybe it's been a while, you know, but you still have some testimonies if you've been serving him very long at all. <laughs> Believe you me, I have many testimonies 
about how good he's been to Jeremiah. Me and Sheila can tell you many, many testimonies about how good he's been to us, praise the Lord. That's why we still serve him. He's so good to us, you know. I don't think he'd have to do another thing because he's been so good to me that I just serve him because I just love how good he is and how wonderful he is in my life. He's a good, good father, praise the Lord. So the 29th verse, says that he touched their eyes and saying, according to you, whose faith? Was it his faith? No, he said, according to your faith, be it unto you. Think about that today. You know, if you're wanting something it's, and, you, and you say, well, why aren't you doing this, God? How come it's not happening? Well, it's a, maybe because it's according to your faith. You need to get yourself in position so that God can do something in your life that you need to be done in your life. You know, and these people did do something. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment here. But, you know, it says he touched their eyes and according to their faith, be it unto you. So how did these two men get the faith that they needed? Well, it says here, and the fame hereof went abroad into all the land. They had been hearing some things and it caused them to have faith. They were persuaded by all the things they were hearing, you know. I remember, you know, when I was younger, you know, I'd heard so much about Jesus, you know. And I, man, I, I would watch the ministers because my, my grandfather, boy, he'd take us to ch church and we'd sit us on the front row, you know, and make sure that we're hearing the word all the time. Me and I'd bring friends usually, you know. It was easy to bring them because they were always like, hey, we're going to go to Lawn John Silver's <laughs> or we're going to go to Denny's after we get done. And, you know, we'd be sitting there, you know, listening, and we don't even, we're not even aware, really, totally, that our faith is getting built. But we're, we're hearing about Jesus all the time, hearing about Jesus and hearing about Jesus. You know, every one of my friends that I brought to church after they'd heard and heard and heard, every one of them got saved. Think about that today. Uh, every one of them got saved just by hearing about, isn't that important why you take them to church? Isn't that important why you want to get something to bring somebody to church with you? You know, they're hearing and faith comes by hearing, right? And hearing by the word of God. They become more persuaded about how good he is, how they wanted to spend their eternity, how wonderful it is to serve the master. Think about that today, you know, and what he can do in their lives. You know, you need to hear all those things. I remember Jason Aplinas talking about one time he was on an airplane, you know, and he was sitting next to this gentleman and he was talking, he said, well, he was telling him about Jesus, you know, and he said, well, what's in it for me? And that's the problem. You know, people don't realize what's in it for them. Think about that today. What's in it for them today? You know, they need to know what's in it for them. You say, well, Jeremiah, you know what? You know, <laughs> if I was going to give you something today, you would want to know what it was about, you know? If, if I was going to go to watch a movie, I want to know what the movie's about, right? You know, I want to know, has it got the right rating? Is it going to be clean? What's the story? Is it going to be exciting? I like action movies, you know? I want to know if there's going to be some good action in it, you know? But, you know, they want to know what it's about, and they want to know what's in it for them. Think about that today, you know? Well, you, you're going to be able to go live in heaven. Think about that, praise the Lord, you know? You're going to get to spend eternity with Jesus. Think about your healing in there, prosperity in there, there's peace in there, there's joy in there. Boy, I mean, it should be enough to make you shout if they ask you that question. But, you know, it's important that they know what's in it for them. And the more they find out, the more they're going to want to know about Jesus. I was listening to a guy the other day, and he was talking about how he want, it was so important to him to help them to realize that they're sinners. 
I didn't have any problem realizing that I'm a sinner. He was an evangelist, and he said it was so important. You're trying to teach them that they're a sinner. No, you, that's not what, no, the goodness of God is what brings people to repentance. And you want to tell them about how good God is. Amen. And it's hard for you to tell them about how good he is if he hasn't been good to you. You need to get a relationship with him and you see how good he is because he wants you to give that to other people. It's, it gets people saved. It draws them into the kingdom to know how good God is. So that his fame went all about and it caused them to be persuaded to get their healing, praise the Lord. And he was able, they were in the right position to receive their healing because of the faith that they had from hearing about Jesus. Let's look at Mark the fifth chapter, the 25th verse. Mark the fifth chapter, the 25th verse. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood for 12 years, we've been talking about her, and had suffered many things and many physicians, and had spent all she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. So she's, she's getting worse daily. Think about this today. You know, and she's, she's went to all these doctors, and she's had all kinds of challenges. The Bible talks about this certain woman. She's tried to get help all these different ways, you know. Now, should I come to her and first of all tell her that she's a sinner? <laughs> <laughs> Should I first come to her and make her feel more guilty about her situation? No, I think she's going to want to get saved when she knows the benefits of Jesus, right? The, the God that loves her, the God that paid his price, Jesus, who paid his pr the price for her and shed his blood at the cross for her so that she could have healing in her life. Think about that today. You know, he wants, he, we need to tell him about the goodness of God, right? Well, what happened with this woman? It says, and when she heard of Jesus, well, think about that, you know, she had gathered information about Jesus. She heard of Jesus. She'd heard about how he's healing people, how he would go up to a crowd and the scripture said he healed them all. Think about that today. Healed them all. Not just one. No, he healed them all. <laughs> we have different references to him healing them all. Aren't you glad he didn't say, well, I'm just going to heal you, just this one person, you know? No, he healed them all. And he would actually go out to certain circumstances and find people because he wanted to heal them in certain circumstances. But he, he wanted healing for everybody. And he wants healing for you today. He's not a respecter of persons. He doesn't want to heal this one over here and heal this one over there and not heal you today. He's a healing God and he wants to heal you right there where you're at. Maybe your heart's broken today. Maybe your health is bad today. Maybe you're mentally broken today. You know, God's a healing God. He can still set things to right. He's got other legs. He's got other arms. He, he can fix your mind. He's a God that can fix anything. He created you and he made your body just like it is today. And he can fix it just like it's nothing because he's still a healing God. So when she heard of Jesus, she'd heard some information, right? You know, Faith comes from an accumulation of knowledge, right? You learn more, you know, then you realize you have stronger faith. Let me give you a good example of this, you know. Maybe you need to get your check for your job, you know, and you've been working, you know, and you're, you're, you're told it's going to be there Friday. Well, you got some information they've told you. You're trusting someone you don't even see, see that check yet. Think about that today. But, you know, they're telling you, they keep reminding you, your check's going to be here, you know, on that Friday. They're giving you the date, and you're expecting that check to be here. You're trusting, you don't even see it. Well, then when you see it come, you have even more faith it's going to be there for next time, right? 
your faith is growing where you expect it every week, you know, in the natural, you're using faith on certain things, you know. Well, faith comes the same way, accumulation of knowledge. You see all the things that Jesus is doing and you gather information. You hear all about Jesus is doing and you're gathering information and you become firmly persuaded in the things of God. Think about that today, you know. So you have to work in those areas, get more word in a certain area to believe in his healing, get more faith in a certain area by being more persuaded in, in his word, become firmly persuaded in his word. Well, you have to gather the information, spend some time with the Holy Spirit and his word as he teaches you and you grow in faith more every day. So for she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. So she'd been hearing about him. She'd been gathering the information about how he's a healer and seeing other people getting healed. She said, well, man, I can get this in my life. <laughs> I can have this happen for me. Well, you know, she, she was so persuaded that she said, now if I just touch his clothes, she don't even have to touch him. She could touch his clothes because she has such strong faith from listening to others, you know, and faith doesn't take a lot of time, you know, it didn't take her a lot of time, I'm sure, to gather all the information. It, we almost get that she got it very quickly here. And just like the two blind men, it seems like we just got it very quickly there, the faith that they needed. And they were able to get the healing that they needed. You know, you don't have to have a lot of faith. The Bible says that just the size of a mustard seed, right? So it doesn't take a whole lot, but you do have to be firmly persuaded in God's word. Praise the Lord. Well, the 29th verse says, and straightway the fountain of her blood was, well, let's see here. She touched his clothes and shall be, uh, she shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Think about that today. Hey, man, well, she was healed right away. And you know, your circumstances can change very quickly if you'll just get some faith in a God that can change your circumstances. He said, all things are possible to them that believe. All things are possible to them that believe. Do you still believe that today, that all things are possible to him that believeth? Well, you know, you just need just a little bit of faith in God's word and all things can change in your circumstances. The 30th verse is in Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? <laughs> Think about that today. He, he felt the power go out of him. Hey Amen. And, you know, and he didn't have to be staring at her. Think about that. You know, his power is available and you don't even, he doesn't even have to be staring at you today. You know, you can take his word right there where it's at and get healed, you know, and in your circumstances, you can believe you receive for your healing. The Bible says in Mark 11, 24, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, you shall have them. Notice what he said, desire when you pray, you know, and that, that doesn't swallow good with some people, you know, because they think, well, man, you can only get certain things from God. He said, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. The good godly desires that God gives you, he wants to get those good things into your life because he's a good, good father. Now, I didn't say a whole bunch of stuff and junk that you don't need, you know, but good godly desires, you know, good things, you know. He, God wants you to have some nice clothes. God wants you to have good things in your life, a nice marriage and good family, you know, but he has, you've got to believe and trust his word for God to do those things in your life, praise the Lord. The 30th verse is in Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out and turned about in the press 
and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto them, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that he had done this thing. Who had done this thing? You know, and it talks about here, you know, that it doesn't please him if you don't have faith. We talked about that from Hebrews 11. So when he saw that somebody had faith and he felt something go out of him, he's looking for that person. Do you want to get his attention? You want to get God's attention? You've got to be a person of faith. He likes, it gets his attention. <laughs> Why? Because there's so many people out there that they don't live the life of faith. You know, they don't, they don't, they're not persuaded in anything. They're going every direction, you know. But if you want to get his attention and he'll turn around looking for you, be a person of faith, someone that trusts his word, someone that believes what he says can happen, someone that's willing to act when he asks you to do it. Think about that today. It gets his attention. It gets heaven's attention when you have, you're a person of faith. Well, he, he was looking for her. He looked about, around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing that what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, daughter, listen how he talks to her. He's like, hey, you're part of the family. I like you. You're a person of faith. He says, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. He basically says, hey, this is what pleases me. I'd like to see you getting the things that you need. Isn't that a good father? Wouldn't, doesn't it please you as a father when you, your kids are getting what they need? It's displeasing to a, a good father if they're not getting what they need. You want to see them get what they need. You know, I know my wife, you know, she likes to even send food to my son. You know, in Arizona, she likes him to have what he needs. You know, she knows he has a need. She wants to help meet that need. Because we want to see our kids taken care of, you know. And, you know, you want to make sure that you're taken care. You want to know the father that it is going to take care of you. He wants to take care of you. And the only way he can do that is by faith. So why would it displease him? Well, you're saying that he can't be the father he wants to be if you don't have some faith. Let him be the father he wants to be. Have some faith. It pleases him. It makes him happy when you're a person of faith, praise the Lord. Let's look over John, the fourth chapter, the 28th verse here. John, the fourth chapter, the 28th verse, it says, Thou woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the men, Come and see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Well, you know, Jesus went to a water, pot, a water well, you know, there, and, and he's wanted to, you know, get a drink of water, you know, and there's a woman he meets there and he, and he has a discussion with her, you know. And by the time after he has, gets done with this discussion, I mean, man, you know, she's like, I'm persuaded you are the Christ. What is the Christ? The anointed one, the Messiah, right? She's like, he's the one that's supposed to come. You know, he's the Messiah. There's still people today looking for the Messiah to come, but he's already come. That's Jesus. And he is the Messiah, the anointed one. Right? He's the one that's got the presence of God all over him. And the Mount, of, uh, the Mount of Transfiguration, they saw this glistering light all around him. It's because he was covered with the presence of God. And, he had to, and he had the presence of God was all around him. That's what that anointing is, is that presence all around him. That burden removing, yoke destroying presence of God that is on him. Demons hate it. <laughs> Sickness hates it. 
boy, I mean, he, everything he came in contact with and couldn't stand it because it, it, may, it changes circumstances. It, that's what makes a good minister not, and not so good of a minister, a person that has the presence of God on them, the power of God on their lives. That's the power of God that changes circumstances. It's the power of God that makes things different, praise the Lord. You don't make things different, but the presence of God. You know, I'll start teaching and automatically the presence of God's on me. Well, because I'm an anointed to, I'm anointed to teach, right? You know, it isn't just Jeremiah teaching you. It's the presence of God and that burden-removing, yoke-destroying power that's touching you right there where you're at. Some people are getting free right now, I believe, because of God's power. Not me, but God's power that comes upon me because I'm called to do what I do. Well, the 28th verse is, For the woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the man, Come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is this not the Christ? And then they went out of the city and came unto him. And, then, and meanwhile, the disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. You know, they're trying to take care of him. You know, he's like, I got meat to eat. You know, not of. <laughs> you know, because he's all about purpose. And he's all about doing what God called him to do, you know. He says, therefore, said the disciples, one another, hath any man brought him out to eat? And he said, in the 34th verse, said, Jesus saith unto him, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. And they say not, uh, say not ye that there are four months, then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto the life eternal, and both he and the sower, and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is that same true, one soweth and another reapeth. I sent you to reap that whereon ye bestowed no labor. Other men labored, and ye are entered into their labors. But we skip on down here to the 42nd verse, and remember these men she brought back. She's trying to convince them that this is the Messiah. This woman at the well, and you can read the rest of the story. But listen to what it says here in the 42nd verse. He says, And said unto the woman, Now we believe, not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves, and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Notice that, though. They heard some things, and they heard the things they needed, enough information, and heard enough from him that they were persuaded that he was the Messiah of the world. Isn't that how it's supposed to be? We're supposed to lay out about our Messiah and our Savior, our testimony about Jesus, and other people are persuaded He is the Savior of the world. You know, they need to hear our testimonies, and they need to hear about Jesus. You know, we're going to be out of here soon, and it's important that we're, we're persuading people by our relationship in Jesus and how wonderful He is enough to know that they need to get saved themselves, right? And He is a wonderful wonderful Savior, Jesus Christ, praise the Lord. Well, they were persuaded, you know. And how does faith come? It comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. And so they, they got the information. They heard. They were firmly persuaded of Him that He was the Savior, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, the Christ, right? The Anointed One, right? You can look that up in the Greek, the, the Anointed One, the Messiah, and that's what Christ means. That's not his last name, by the way. You know, Christ, that's not his last name. It's, it's, it means the anointed. The anointed one is what it means. You know, that's what Christians are. They're little anointed ones, if you look it up in the Greek. They're little anointed. They were called in the book of Acts Christians. Why? Because the same signs that Jesus was doing, they were seeing those same signs with the disciples. 
And it, it's not supposed to be just the disciples. He says, these signs shall follow those who believe, just believers. They shall lay hands on the sick, cast out devils, speak with new tongues. Think about that today. These signs are supposed to follow everybody that believes in Jesus, praise the Lord. Well, you know, what else do we need to know about faith and how it comes? Well, let's look at this real quick. Mark, the third chapter, the eighth verses is in Jerusalem and, and uh, from Jordan and from Tyre and Sidon, a great multitude. And when they heard what great things he did came unto him and he spake to his disciples in a small ship uh, should wait on him because of the multitude, lest they should throng him. For he had healed many in so much that they pressed upon him for to touch him as many as had plagues. So they're seeing so many things that he, so many times him healing, they just want to touch him. <laughs> just want to touch him. They're going to get healed and they know it. They have faith that he's going to heal them just if they touch him. But notice what they said. And when they had heard what great things he did came unto him. You know, and people need to hear about what great things he does. We used to have a, a services called testimony services when I was younger. You know, and people talk about, you know, their testimony, you know. And your testimony is so important to others about how good he's been. If he healed you, you should tell them about how he healed you. You know, if you can't get it from hearing others, you should read it out of his word, how he healed all these other people in the word to build your faith and be firmly persuaded he'll heal you, praise the Lord. So it says, and they heard what great things he did and came unto him. Isn't that good? Well, you know, I remember, you know, when I was, uh, when the Avenger or the um, Captain America came out, you know, I'll never forget that movie came out. My son and my wife were telling me, man, you need to go see this. I was like, man, I don't want to go see Captain America. You know, they're like, you got to go see this. It's a great movie, you know. I said, I don't want to hear. Well, they kept telling me, this is a good movie. You got to see this movie, man, you know, because they were up in their game, you know, as the movies are getting better. You know, you need to come check this one out. Well, finally, they dragged me to the movies, you know, and I went to see Captain America with my, my son and, and uh, my wife, you know. And boy, I got there. I was like, this is a great movie, you know. But, uh, you know, I, I didn't want to go. But they convinced me. They persuaded me. Faith comes by hearing. They're talking about how good the movie was, how great the story was, you know. And before I knew it, I'm getting out. I'm, I'm putting my money down. I'm going to the movie, paying for their tickets. And I'm watching Captain America. Think about that today, you know. What are you telling people about Jesus? What, what good things are you telling, you know, are, are you selling him the way that you should be selling him to other people, you know? I mean, if, you, if you're saying, well, man, I'm just barely getting by and, I, I, you know, serving him, I'm just, you know, it's okay, you know. And No, you need to tell him about how good he is, right? You know, when you were hurting, he was there for you. He never leaves you or forsakes you, right? Tell him how good and faithful he's been to you and your life. And people want that. They want a Savior that's there for them. They want a Savior that's going to take care of them. People will want what you have in your life. Tell them some personal stories about how he healed you and how he fixed the circumstances for you. Hey, brother, I remember, you know, before I got saved, I wasn't in good shape, <laughs> right? But boy, by the time he came and touched my heart, things changed for me dramatically because he's a good, good father, praise the Lord. Let's look over Matthew, the 13th chapter. Matthew, the 13th chapter. Let's look at this real quick here, and this will be the last thing that we look at today, and I, I probably went over my time, but Matthew, the 13th chapter, the 54th verse. So faith comes by hearing, right? 
But there's also something that's important too that we have to look at concerning how faith comes. It says that when he was coming to the own, his own country, he taught them in their synagogue and so much that they were astonished and said, whence hath this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not this his mother called Mary? And his brethren, James and Joseph and Simon and Judas and his sisters? And are they not all with us? And whence then hath this man all these things? And they were offended in him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Notice though, they had unbelief. Right. And how does that work? Well, you know, they may have heard all the same things. They may have heard he's the savior. They're questioning it. What, what's the problem? They have not accepted it as truth. Right. You know, you can hear there's lots of people. You can tell them about Jesus over and over and over. Matter of fact, we know during the seven year tribulation, there's going to be lots of people who don't accept Jesus. They may have heard the message over and over and over because, you know, God's not a respecter of persons. He's letting them know about him and he's wanting them to be saved. But they have to accept him as truth, right? They have to accept it as truth. You know, some people just will not. They'll reject truth over and over and over. They'll reject truth. They may even hear about him being a healer over and over and over, but they're just not willing to accept it. They may have all the information they may have heard all about it, may have seen people getting healed, but they're just not willing to accept it, you know? So faith comes by hearing, but you also have to accept it as truth in your life. There's some people that have heard the message of the gospel over and over and over, but they have to accept it into their life. I was watching recently somebody that a, a person was trying to get them saved, you know, he's on the streets and he's trying to get people saved, you know? You know, and he's, he's trying to win them over, you know, but if they're not willing to accept it, you know, you know, it's the same in the natural, you know, if they're not willing to accept certain things, you know, we have political things right now over and over. We got one party on this side and another party on this side, you know, and they're not willing to accept this over here. And they're not willing to accept this over here. You know, they're not willing to accept it as truth, you know, and it's, that has to do with your will. You know, and you have to be a person willing to accept Jesus into your life. And some people aren't even in a position for that. That's why it's important to be led by the Holy Spirit when you're praying for others and trying to get people saved. You know, if you check in your heart, if you have peace, if the Holy Spirit's leading you to, to speak to another person about Jesus, you know, you actually could hurt a circumstance if you're not being led by the Holy Spirit. You know, you may not be the one, you know. But God knows who's the right one, and somebody's praying for laborers to be sent in their pathway, you know. But, you know, they have to accept him as truth, and he may be working on them for a long period of time, getting them to where they need to be, you know, to accept him as truth. And then when somebody's been telling them about how good he is and all these things, they're just still not accepting it, not accepting it. But you've got to be willing to accept it as truth. So you've got to be firmly persuaded, but you also have to accept it as truth in your life. So we've got to hear it. And we got to accept it as truth. Praise the Lord. You know, you know, with you getting saved yourself, you know, you had to hear enough information to where you would accept it as truth. Praise the Lord. Remember King Agrippa, we were talking about that the other day, you know, and Paul's trying to get King Agrippa saved and, and he's giving him all this information and he, and King Agrippa still has that choice. You know, God's given us all a free choice and a free will. And, you know, we have to make the choice, you know, 
I remember, you know, being in the church and accepting Jesus and man, I was feeling great conviction and I wanted to get saved, you know, but if I don't step out, right, because he's given that free, free conviction and free will, and then I don't get saved, you know, I have to be a person willing to step out and accept Jesus as Lord. Maybe today you need to know Jesus as Lord, you know. And you've been mulling it over your mind for some time. Maybe I should get saved. Maybe I should get saved. Yeah, you should get saved. But, you know, it's always going to be your choice. You know, do you accept him as truth today? Do you believe Jesus is your savior today? You know, do you believe that he's the one that can help you in your circumstances? Of course he can. But you have to accept him today. If you'd like to accept Jesus as your savior today, well, just pray this with me today. The Bible says, if you confess Jesus is the Lord and believe God's risen Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved right there where you're at. Do you believe that? Do you believe he's risen from the dead? Do you believe that you can be saved right there? Well, you know, that's what the word says. And I believe he'll do that. Just repeat this after me today. If you'd like to know Jesus as Lord. Father, I believe that you've risen Jesus from the dead. And Father, I confess Jesus as Lord of my life right now. Jesus, come be Lord of my life right now. I'm not playing any more games. Be Lord of my life right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you pray that prayer, I believe that you're saved right there where you're at today. Or maybe you're on your motorcycle. Maybe you're in a car. Maybe you're sitting there on the couch. Maybe you're just listening while you're doing your work today. Hey, and you even said it under your breath. You know, I believe God has saved you right there where you're at today. Amen. You know, and if we can do anything for you, email us at jeremiasministries at yahoo.com. We'd love to hear about your testimony. Put it there in the comments. We'd love to see that you got saved. Listen to more of our messages and grow spiritually. We, we, we've got them all free there for you. We love you and we want to spend more time with you. We look forward to spending more time with you. God bless you. I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. God bless you. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiasmithministries.podbean.com. Thank you for listening.